The Yankees swept Cincinnati this past weekend, but they're supposed to, right? They're winning, they're getting healthy. Are these the real Yankees? Let's figure it out. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, good weekend for the Yankees, uh, especially with that Saturday extra innings win, too, no less. Played well this weekend. We're going to get into it, that's for sure. Hey, here on the YouTube side, we wanted to thank you folks. Over the weekend, we passed 2,500 subscribers. So thank you guys so much. You have been awesome this season, and we've been growing at a rapid pace. So thank you guys so much. By the way, we made an Aaron Hicks video, which we are going to touch on a little bit later on in this segment. But for our audio listeners, that's why you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You get bonus episodes. It is linked in the episode description. Hey, Locked On Reds is here. We are going to have a crossover to chat about this uh, series this past weekend that's coming up in a moment. We also have Miners Monday. Every dayers know that every Monday is Miners Monday. That's coming up later on in the show. But Stacy, weekend sweep over the Reds. Yes, and like I said in the open, they're supposed to sweep teams like the Reds. This is how it's supposed to be. Unlike the two out of three that the Reds took last year at the stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously a good thing, right? It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. This is also something that's supposed to happen, right? Six to two on Friday. That was the most commanding victory. Uh, seven to four in extras. Thank you, Aaron Judge, on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> and then a 4-1 victory on Sunday, on Sevy Sunday, I guess. Sevy back added back to the roster and pitched on Sunday first time this year. Yeah. And uh, in interestingly enough, we joked about how his rehab start was a camp day that he had to start early and he wasn't very happy uh -huh. about. And then today was a peacock day and he had to start <laughs> 1135 <Seriously>. start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's wild, right? Mm -hmm. West coast, eight 30 in the morning. Like <laughs> it is wild. It's so yeah. crazy. I'm waking up and like checking my phone. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, so early. My, it is. And I like the 1130 starts on Sunday. Because you're not playing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I enjoy waking up. You know, you you just had breakfast or you're having brunch because it's Sunday. And, you know, my brother had no idea. He was playing softball this morning and he texted me at one o'clock and he said, why is it in the sixth inning already? I said, it started <laughs> at 1130. So he had no idea. But Sevy comes back, pitches four and two third innings, gave up a run. Questionable. By the way, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. And, you know, dialed it up to 97 a few times. And I told you before we started recording, he issued a four-pitch walk to Jonathan India to start the game. And at first I thought, oh, boy, this that's not a great omen. But didn't yeah. matter. Did not matter at all. That was the uh, only walk that he gave up the entire game. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need him in a big way, right? We knew that he was going to be pushed to 75 pitches, which is what he ended up throwing 54 of which were for strikes, which is a good sign. So, I mean, there's not much more you could ask for except for getting an out in the fifth, right? right. Like get going five, which is, let's be real arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is nice to get that clean out and, and get out of the inning clean. You go to the bullpen, have a clean inning, all that good stuff. But Hey, you ended up winning regardless. So it doesn't really matter much. Um, but the Yankees are going to need Sevy. They'll probably push it. I'd say he'll be – I wouldn't say he's full free range next time around. He'll probably be 85 to 90. But I, I think, think so. maybe after that, uh, depending on if that goes uh, smoothly, they'll probably go ahead and ramp it up to a full-fledged no, no restrictions. Yeah. 
I would think so too. And uh, Harrison Bader said after the game, he's like, you know, it's good to have him back and he makes us a lot better. Stacey, they were supposed to beat Cincinnati. We've said that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are eight and two in their last 10. Do you trust it? Do you yeah. trust this team right now? I do. I do. Um, because they went into Toronto, won three out of four. They showed up against Tampa, you know, two out of four. Um, yes, I do trust it. I do at this moment. I mean, we'll see how they do against Baltimore, but um, who's doing unbelievably. They just swept Toronto. So that's going to be, that's going to be an stuff. interesting test for them. But I do trust it. You know, certain guys are getting hot at the right time. And honestly, Seve being back is really, really big. He's not going to factor into this next series, but he's going to factor into the next one after that. And just even having him back is a big thing. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about how the Rays are obviously the favorites right now, and but they haven't been playing very well recently. Uh, But overall, Stacey, if you're looking for the bright side here, yes, you mentioned, you know, they, they, they stuck around with Tampa mm-hmm. in a series in which they could have easily lost three or four or gotten swept. <laughs> right. They could have, they could have laid down and they didn't. And they shut up in a big way with controversy. Again, audio listeners, big, big air quotes there against <laughs> Toronto and for them to do what they needed to do in Cincinnati got a little dicey there on Saturday, but they were able to handle it. So I think it's a good time to be a Yankees fan. I think that you need to remember that you're going to ride these ups and downs all season. And right now you're on an up, right? Yep. There's no denying that you're on an up right now. Uh, and one of those ups is because of Aaron judge. He's on fire. Didn't even have to play on Sunday and still made, still made an impact in the series five for eight with a Homer, a double four RBI at a four hit day on Saturday. What more can we say about judge at this point? He, he is scorching hot right now. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how well the team's been doing since he came back because that's yeah. when everything really started happening. Um, and how pissed was Peacock when they found out on Sunday morning that Aaron Judge wasn't <laughs> in the lineup and that they had to change all their graphics because they did. They had a graphic of Judge and Jonathan India that they had put up to um, advertise like, for the game. Yeah. And then they switched it to Rizzo on the TV. When you turned on Peacock, it was Rizzo and Jonathan India. <laughs> yeah, they had to. They had yeah. to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like that move by Boone. Judge hadn't had a day off since since coming back. This way, he gets the Monday off day. He gets the Sunday off day. You give him two days of full rest. Uh, that's a really nice uh, little touch there. Um, light just turned off on Stacey. My for light audio just listeners. turned off. She's <laughs> got a ghost in there. Uh, I do. The ghost of Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to bring that up in a second. Uh, Rizzo, as you mentioned, the the poster boy there for Peacock. Homer's on Friday and Saturday. He's just he's, he's the Yankees MVP, dude. Like, he's the best signing of the off season, right? Like I, even with Aaron judge playing the way he is right now, like Rizzo has been such a steady hand in the lineup. Yeah. And then he is almost getting a golden sombrero to on um, Sunday against Hunter green. And then he hits a single up the middle that hits second base and bounces because it looked like someone was going to get to it and then bounced off the base, a lucky bounce. And he got to first. So yeah, that saved his Sunday for him, which was it's just the way things are going for Rizzo lately. Weird thing on Friday, Stacy. Clark Schmidt, <laughs> which your favorite Yankee of all time, as I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. So you know what happened, I'm sure. The sticky thing and David Bell got ejected and boy, was he animated, yada, yada, yada. He was just asked to wash his hand, which I want to ask you this question, Stacy. 
I don't think you have the answer. Probably. What not. is the rule right. at this point? Are you allowed to go wash your hand or not? Because it seems to vary right now. Uh, yeah. This is throughout baseball. This isn't just Yankees. This is everybody. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. It feels like they're falling backwards with this stuff. And I, I thought that if you were caught with sticky stuff, they were just going to throw you out. Right. I thought, yeah. I thought it was guillotine. See ya. Yeah. 10 games. Have 10 fun. games automatically. And I don't know if something changed and they didn't tell us or I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's very odd. And I don't blame the opposing managers for getting pissed at the umps having the pitchers wash their hands and bringing them back into the game. Um, and that's telling to me ooh, yeah. that not only are we in the dark mm -hmm. as people who cover it and people who just watch baseball, which the is teams. bad in its own right, <laughs> but the teams are also yeah. in the dark here, right? Yeah, something, I don't know, something needs to be said or because it is, it's very, I, I don't know. I don't get it at all. I really don't understand. I just want it to be clear. It, yeah. it, it could be either. I think they should get the chance to wash their hands. To yeah. be frank. I think that's fair. Yeah. Because like, maybe get, there's you know, too one... much rosin or whatever. And yeah. the umps think that maybe there's too much, you know, as long you get as one it's... chance. Yeah. Right. You get one chance. I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And, but then, but everybody has to get that chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause wasn't it, weren't people kind of, wasn't the outcry that they were going to just be like, no, you're done. Like when they found something instead of allowing the guys to be yeah. able to either wipe their hands or get something off. So did they change this without telling I us? Know. I That's don't the know. Thing. No one knows. That's the yeah. thing, right? That's again, with how managers have been reacting in Yankee games and outside of it, nobody, nobody knows. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. What should the rule be? Let us know in the comment section here on YouTube. What do you think? Should everyone get a chance? Should it be like, Hey, you don't get ejected until you get the warnings. Is that the same thing? Like, are we just going to play that game? Or do you think it's, uh, you know, no holds bar. You mm. cut with anything sticky, you're gone. Um, let us know in the comment section. While you're in the comment section, let us know about Aaron Hicks. Stacy, we did a, a, a mini episode on Saturday once we got the news. But now that it's been a few days, uh, your thoughts on Aaron Hicks? Oh, boy. Well, you know, I feel bad for the guy. You know, he said that the best time of his life was when he was a Yankee. And he had some really great moments as a Yankee, some playoff moments, um, that diving catch against Minnesota and in that insane extra innings game. And it wasn't just that. He hit a home run in that game, too. Um, you know, he had some good moments. It's just a shame that it went south the way that it did, yeah. you know, once he signed that deal. Um, and it almost feels like the same thing happened with Seve, but it was worse for Hicks. I'm still shocked that they did it. Um, I know that some people are hoping they'll do the same thing with Donaldson, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I was really shocked. Just I'm still shocked. It's a couple of days later and I'm yeah. still like, I can't believe sure. they did this. I will just say here before we, we step aside that there have been good responses and bad responses from Yankees fans, which is mm -hmm. to be expected. Right. Uh, but I think, Stacey, I'll go on record for both of us saying that we have absolutely nothing against Aaron Hicks. No. He was a professional the whole way through mm -hmm. when he didn't have to be, to be frank, the way he was treated oh, yeah. uh, by fans. He didn't have to be as professional as he was, but he was. And I will always respect him as a person for that. And I wish him the absolute best of luck. So do I, just not when he plays against the Yankees, but every other moment of his baseball career. And I say that about every guy that leaves the Yankees. Like, yeah. I hope you do really well, just not against the Yankees. Yeah. And we hope that Lockdown Yankees fans feel the same way. 
Um, hey, you can catch the upcoming Orioles series starting on Tuesday night, 7.05 from New York against the Orioles again on Sirius XM. You can catch every game this season on Sirius XM. Coming up, Locked On Reds is here. We're going to talk a little bit more here about this Cincinnati series. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day to the everydayers out there. Coming up on Tuesday's show, we are past the 25% part of the season. So we have to hand out some grades. How have the Yankees been? We're going to do that on Tuesday's show, so make sure you hit subscribe. As we mentioned, Locked On Reds is here. Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker of Locked On Reds are here to chat about this past series. We're going to chat a little bit about everything here. So take a listen. Well, um, last year we were a lot happier after the Reds faced the Yankees. So, uh, Stace, um, I guess you get to take the victory lap this year. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be more obnoxious, but, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> it feels like punching down a little bit. Yeah, it does. It feels like I'm punching down. <laughs> we, we have it coming. I, I deserve everything she throws at me because I gave her such a hard time last Actually, year. Actually, you know what? That's true, Stephen. That's true. <laughs> you were relentless. It was awful. And, she was uh... going to let well enough be. And, and then you, you reopen that. Old, uh, oh, I tell you what. This, uh, this series, though, I mean, despite being a sweep, had plenty of interesting things to it. And I think we got to start first and foremost with um the thin skin if i can put it lightly of the umpires like good lord if aaron boone or david bell had any problems whatsoever they better not tell the umpiring crew because they weren't long for the game if they did i think aaron boone set an mlb record for being ejected like the earliest time ever at 11 52 a.m on sunday <laughs> i mean that's fair honestly that they're there might be some actual data to back that up. I'm not going to lie. Jeff, let's start with the let's, – let's go all the way back to the first game of the series and the first David Bell ejection because I would love to hear <laughs> these guys' uh, take on this because I think David Bell was right. You know, the rule is very clear. If a substance is found on a pitcher's hand, the pitcher is supposed to be ejected. And you guys saw that less than a week ago, correct? The, a pitcher being ejected for substance. It was like on Monday, wasn't it? Right. <laughs> So, so I completely understand David Bell being worked up in that minute that he was instead, you know, the pitcher was instead allowed go to go wash his hand versus being tossed. So from, from your guys' perspective, I mean, I know it, great, it worked out for you. Your guy got to stay in the game, but David Bell was right, correct? Let me, let me jump in here. Stacey, we just had this conversation on our show. I'm going to challenge your assertion that the rule is pretty cut and dry. Is it because look at how managers are reacting 
to letting players wash their hands. I don't think MLB has made it clear to the teams what the rule is right now because sometimes they can wash their hands or sometimes they can't. Like, there needs to be rules and set guidelines for this stuff. And I honestly think there isn't. I think they're kind of just... I think they probably told the umpires in the last week of spring training, oh, yeah, you can let them wash their hand, too, if you, like, want. <laughs> and then that's now here we are in May. It's not because the rule reads they're subject to ejection. Uh, you're, it doesn't say they're subject to bath time. So for me, I feel like I understand why David Bell was worked up. But I can also... Sure. I can also see being, you know, if it had been roles reversed and they were doing this to say Hunter Green, I could also see how you could interpret the rule that says they're subject to ejection, but they're not required to be ejected. It doesn't say that either. So I think I hear your point in that if there are other options, they need to be spelled out yeah. versus the, a bunch of a bunch of guys that already get too much camera time and impact the game too much and the umpires being able to just wing it. I have a problem with the wing it. Well, and, and sure. to give us a Reds, a Reds thought on this too, though, I don't know if Domingo Herman hadn't been ejected from the game less than a week before this, if this would have been as big a deal. Yeah. Like, I, th I think there was a thought amongst Reds country, and, and Reds Twitter went nuclear whenever this went down. And <laughs> I even said after the game, I'm like, my big takeaway is Clark Schmidt should have been ejected. But um, I, I think that if Domingo Roman hadn't been ejected, like, I think we all would have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. They do, like, inspect players for this stuff. And, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess they give them a chance to go wash their hands. But it was just the fact that it was the same team in the same week and doing all this. It, it, it added a little bit of something to it. I don't know. It was kind of weird for me in that regard. That's understandable. I get that because, you know, we were just sitting there. I was sitting there on Friday going, again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because, I mean, Herman had it the first time. And then they let him get away with it. Yeah. And then the whole fiasco happened again. And yeah. then he did it again. And then they're like, all right, bro. Like, they were literally said that it was like the stickiest hand they've ever felt. I was like, all right. <laughs> just, yeah, it had trouble, had trouble removing his fingers from the hand, right? That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Little Giants. Do you remember that movie where his like <laughs> hands are stuck to his chest? Like, yes. I think that's where we're getting at. No, that's, that's perfect. Hey, can you? Can you walk us through the Aaron Boone ejection? Because I'm curious uh, how you feel about how that whole situation played out. Uh, Boone ultimately gets ejected. Uh, just share your thoughts with that whole scenario. Well, Jonathan India shouldn't have scored and you guys shouldn't have had a run. He should have been a third. Um, I think that's what the argument was. It wasn't the fair foul thing. It was the how to, because I guess it's a judgment call by the umps. Like they have to try and figure out what's going on with the bases and stuff. Um, I think that's what he was freaking out about but i feel like both boone and bell because he got r run out of the game again on sunday um they really got their money's worth this weekend bell more than boone surprisingly but boone had his money's worth in uh toronto last week too so they're just really neck and neck with uh ejections this season yeah. I'm telling you, and I, I don't know. My theory is that Aaron Boone found out about the brunch that was just down the street at Hangover Easy up in Clifton. Really awesome. Still had plenty of time to go take advantage of that. Um, but and an off day on Monday. So he was like, well, I don't got to jump on a flight real quick. Like, I can hang out Exactly. And he talked about how much he misses Cincinnati. So, you know, he wanted to go see the town. But I, I mean, for me as well, like kind of looking at the David Bell ejections, I'll be curious what you guys thought about this. I, kind of thought that both of them came at times where it was just like i need to go do something because right now everything else that i'm doing is not working yeah yeah it was uh 
I didn't even know what the hell Bell was getting upset about. And then they showed the replay and I, I still couldn't believe that he got so pissy, but I think it was just a culmination of the weekend and they were losing again and that kind of a thing. So big thank you to Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker for joining us in our little crossover review of the series coming up next Miners Monday. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. MLB game weeks happen twice weekly. They span three to four days and at the end of each week, So Rare managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards. It can include cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Back here on Locked On Yankees, our last segment. And yeah, it feels a little different here today. We're doing Miners Monday at the very end. But thank you guys for sticking around. We love it. And we love our minor league affiliates. So let's go ahead and chat about them. You know the drill at this point. Every Monday is Miners Monday on Locked On Yankees. We need to talk about the top performers in the Yankee system over this past week. And I think, Stacey, the biggest story this week in the Yankee world, underneath the Yankees winning everything this week, uh, (laughs) was Will Warren the now number seven prospect in the Yankees system. He was called up to triple a for his first taste on May 17th. He made uh, his debut on the 18th against Charlotte. How about this Stacy? His last two starts in Somerset. Well, all of them were pretty darn good this season. Last two starts at double a this season. He finished his double a career in theory with 12 consecutive scoreless innings and 10 strikeouts and two starts. Will will Warren has really been, on a meteoric rise through the Yankees system. Triple uh, A debut against Charlotte, as we mentioned on Thursday, six innings, four hits, two runs. He gave up a pair of solo shots in North Carolina, uh, hit a batter and ended up striking out four. So a pretty darn good debut at the triple A level. That's a pretty big jump. I mean, you're facing, okay. you're facing major leaguers. Like let's, let's be real. We're facing a lot of former or cusp of major leaguers once you make that jump to AAA. So for him to do that uh, in his first outing is and on the road, no less with a new team and a new catcher and all this stuff uh, is very impressive. And, and I mentioned on a meteoric rise here, Will Warren drafted last year. Don't forget that. Um, and he started last season in high a Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley last year, dude. And he's already at AAA. It's, it's really, really impressive, let alone what the Yankees have done with him on a developmental standpoint. He already has five pitches. He throws a four-seamer, a two-seamer, a slider. I'm, pardon, I'm sorry, six pitches. Can't even count that high. Four-seamer, two-seamer, <laughs> slider, sinker, change, and curve. They added the sinker last year, and then they changed the shape of his slider. And that slider, which he didn't really throw a lot in, high, in college, rather, is like now one of his bread and butter pitches. So I really like what the Yankees have done with Will Warren. And I'm, 
I'm curious to see how fast they want to keep pushing this kid. Uh, I don't know if, if his debut is on deck this season, but uh, it's very impressive. It's very impressive what Will Warren's been able to do and how fast he's gotten to AAA. Um, other top prospects, we haven't done a check-in on Jason Dominguez in a while, and I felt like it was fair to do so today, Stacey. Jason Dominguez is now officially, by the way, the number one prospect in the Yankees system. Anthony Volpe graduated, and for the record, so has Johnny Brito now. They have officially graduated outside of the top prospect rankings. Oswaldo Cabrera graduated last season. So all the, the new guys, <laughs> they're, they're here, right? Uh, Jason Dominguez is now number one. He is 34 games into the season. His season has been, let's be real, not great. Uh, in April, he was not hitting, just not hitting. He was w- walking at a pretty decent clip, and he was stealing a lot of bases. But those numbers have kind of flipped, weirdly enough, Stace. Uh, here in the month of May, his walks are definitely way down. He's walking at a way less rate, but his hitting is getting better for average at least. Um, and also with that, his steals are now lower than they were at the pace of the start of the season. So it's kind of been a flip and a reverse here from April to May. In May, 17 May games, he has one double, which is obviously not great. He does have four homers though. So the power is starting to kind of creep back in. And I think the Yankees did the right thing in starting him in double a this season. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he needed to start in high a, I don't think he needed to go back to Hudson Valley. He finished last year with Somerset. So it made sense for him to start in Somerset, but I'm glad that the Yankees did not push him too fast because one, he's not ready Two, uh, where would he play? That's always the question, right? <laughs> and, and for Yankees fans who were clamoring after a really good spring training, to be fair, uh, I think it clearly was the right choice to, to handle it the way they were handling it. Uh, one more top performer this week, and I like to do this on the show a lot, Stacy, especially with these Miners Mondays. This has kind of been like the new evolution of this segment every week. Finding the guy you have no idea who that is. You know who Will Warren is. You know who Jason Dominguez is, right? You don't know who Rafael Flores is. Mm-hmm. A six foot four, 220 pound kid playing for Hudson Valley right now. He had a nine game hitting streak snapped on Sunday in game one of a doubleheader. They got rained out on Saturday, ended up picking up a hit, uh, a hit in game two. During the nine game hitting streak, slash line 400, 447, 514, a double, a homer, and four multi hit games. Uh, this is coming on the heels of a great middle to end of April. He had an 11 game hitting streak from April 12th through April 30th. And I, I love guys like this. He, this is just a dude that at every level he has gone to just hits. That's all he does. He's just hitting everywhere. He did not have any D one offers here. He is a local kid to me here. He went to Catella high school, which is if you're watching the YouTube side, over there, uh, two miles <laughs> north from where I currently sit. Uh, he went to Catella High School, just in the shadow of Angel Stadium. He went to Rio Hondo, which is a JUCO, which, uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm not 100%, but I think Evan Longoria went to Rio Hondo. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, it's a small junior college here in the area that pumps, plays pretty decent baseball plays pretty decent soccer. Like it's kind of a small little program here, Uh, but he went to Rio Hondo and the Yankees had told them they wanted to draft him. Ultimately didn't draft him. It was a non-drafted free agent that the Yankees signed. Um, He was playing summer college ball in Fairbanks, Alaska, 
when the Yankees ended up signing him last summer. Went and played in the uh, Florida Complex League for a, a couple of games, but like four games or whatever, and then is in Hudson Valley this year. I love guys like this. Just this, who are you? Just you get a chance and make the most of it, and that's what Rafael Flores is doing. So, again, that's the goal of the show is to is to give you guys – you have no idea who they are, and that's awesome. Uh, one more dumb one. I don't do a dumb thing a lot on this show, Stacey, but I had to do it. Uh, there was one other top performer in Hudson Valley this week. A goose. Check it out. Now there is a, a goose out in right center field that has found its way. A goose a is goose. on the loose. A goose is on the loose, and he's just trotting along like nothing's happening. There is no baseball game going on. He doesn't know he's a goose. Well, the Renegades outfielders, Grant Richardson, Eldani Sanchez, trying to chase the goose out of the park. Look at Eldani's chase this goose. <laughs> Look at this. That's oh. fantastic. Well, yeah, we need that on camera. So, yeah, a goose was on the field in Hudson Valley. Eldani Sanchez was chasing it, and then they didn't have him off it was in the top of the first they actually didn't get him off the field until after the top of the first inning the grounds crew was tracing him it was awesome this thing went viral too it was on like espn like it made yahoo sports like it was everywhere so the goose was loose and that's our good friend joe vasile on the oh, call yeah. here that's right who's been on the show so i was i had to talk about that one like how could you not talk about the goose being loose so. Two two personal notes from Miners Monday. My dad was stationed in the army in Fairbanks, Alaska in the 60s. And he got to see some uh, players who became big baseball players in the 70s play in the Midnight Sun game in the 60s. So awesome. that's cool. And then the goose thing. I went to Girl Scout camp and I was constantly stepping in goose poop. So I don't like geese at all. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't have been one of the groundskeepers that was chasing. No, I'd be running away from that thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing they were there and good thing Aldeni Sanchez was there. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. Hey, thanks so much for checking out Miners Monday. We do this every Monday, of course, here on Locked on Yankees. So make sure you hit subscribe. The Yankees are off on Monday night. A much needed day off. They're going to get a lot of days off coming up here shortly, weirdly enough. Uh, but you can catch that whole series and the whole season on Sirius XM tomorrow night starting at 7.05 p.m. with John and Susan. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, of course, as we mentioned, we're handing out our grades for the first quarter of the season and then some. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff coming up. Make sure you hit subscribe. That's going to do it for today's episode. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.